1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Well, when we left you last month, we left you hanging where Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel and everybody (laughs) arrived on a boat here in Kansas City. After forming this cult years earlier, they had traveled all over from Arkansas to Oklahoma up to Canada, and now they got on a boat in the Missouri River, they floated down, and they ended up here in Kansas City. And I guess, Diane, the fun is just beginning with the uh, with the Adam God cult as they arrive here in our town in the early 1900s.
1: Oh boy, we were lucky to have them, I'm
2: sure. Yes, we were.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so lucky. God, I'm so glad the story really unfolded here. Um, This is not stuff that we're proud of in our history, for sure. Yeah. So November 1908, they arrive in a houseboat, tie up on the Missouri. I'm even Uh going to say it because this is the Missouri River for sure, right by the Hannibal Bridge. And then they get off the boat and, you know, of course, what are you going to do if you're a cult? You're obviously going to beg on the streets because that's how you're going to make your money. Right. So about by December, this is starting to look a little suspicious. And the other thing is, is that they recognized the kids that were involved in this begging, which they'd sing on the street corner and, you know, with the hat out and all this, they they were recognized because they had been in Kansas City just a year or so earlier and been told they have to go to school and dad didn't want to send him to school. So what happens is is a juvenile court officer, okay, happens by right before, you know, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon, happens by some singing, unkempt children <laughs> ranging between the ages of three and 14, and there's a woman with them, and they're begging for, you know, money. And I love that the that they decided to do this like steps away from the courthouse. <laughs> like, right. they didn't even they didn't even mean for it to be anything else but that. So there's that you know of course the guy goes why are you not in school and you know the woman who happens to be melissa and she is eve for to keep you a little straight on whoever who's who it's melissa's eve is with them and she's got a 13 year old girl named lulu there with her 12 year old lena 11 year old mary they're all the pratt kids so there's three of the five pratt kids are there and then charles ingle who's this epileptic kid from monday <laughs> from montana who's part of their cult and she starts screaming at him and runs away takes the kids and you know goes back to where they're this boarding house area where she gets adam god Mm -hmm. aka her husband right you know he opens up the door and he's screaming at this guy and he's you know ends up hitting this juvenile court officer over the head with a a rifle and then of course like the kids start scratching at him (laughs) The kid starts scratching at him and it's just this hot train wreck mess. And so the guy runs off and he goes straight to the police station. It's near City Hall and it's like, some crazy stuff's happening over here. You gotta get down here. Gotta get down here, ASAP. And so they, the best part is, is the cult follows him. The cult follows him and stands outside of the courthouse and starts singing. And the the entire area of the around the courthouse starts clearing out of the way. Why, you ask? Because they're all carrying guns, oh. including the children. So that's not great. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and it's like a, it's a it's like an afternoon. It, now it's four o'clock. It's like an afternoon. The businesses, the heart of downtown Kansas City. We're talking Fourth and Main.
2: <laughs> right, right. That's right. But, the center of downtown. I mean, you can't get any more downtown yeah, center of yeah. the city than Fourth and Main.
1: And you are really thinking out things ahead of time if you're going to do this in front of city hall. Right. So they start singing and all of this and he's, you know, Adam God's there and he's not hiding the fact he's got a gun. And so, so essentially they end up, you know, in the circle and there's a 34 year old policeman named Albert Dalbo who goes up to him and he's like, I'm going to do this from the chill perspective. Like I'm here for peace. What's going on? <laughs> why are you doing this? You psycho right. people. He didn't say that part, but right. then another policeman follows him and he notices that James Sharp's holding a knife in the other hand. Oh, like, great. <laughs> and so the other policeman puts the gun up and, you know, says, drop the knife. Uh-huh. And then James Sharp, of course, that didn't go over well with Adam, obviously. And so he fires at the police officer and grazes him in the left shoulder. Oh. So this is good. Getting- so then James Sharp Fires warning shots up in the air and the kids are going. Wah! And so now everyone's shooting. <laughs> Sorry, it's not. Funny. I
2: mean, it, it's not funny, but it's like it's almost like a shooting free for all. I mean, it's just like everybody is just firing at each other and. I I I I'll be honest with you, Diane. I'm surprised there weren't more dead people from this thing because this it it, it this is like the most bizarre thing, especially back in the early 1900s. I mean, you got hit with a bullet back then. Where, where are you going? You're not going to the hospital to get that thing sewn up or anything like that. You're basically running around and bleeding out. And yeah, it's like crazy how many people did not die during this thing.
1: You're you're absolutely right. You Thank know, you. Honestly, <laughs> I don't like to give you credit often. Okay. To be honest with you, I think that really the idea that they came with guns out, guns ablazing, they weren't hiding them. Can you imagine if those those the kids and everything were hiding the guns? Uh-huh. There would have been a lot more casualties because people were like, "Oh hell no!" And they were running in different directions, so the crowd dispersed into alleyways and things like that. But you're right; some people were like, "What what's happening?" And by the time they realize it, it's it's too late. Yeah. So so as you know, James Sharp throws, you know, fires the, uh, fires the warning shots in the air. Um, Dalbo tries to get the gun from him. And and that did not go over well. So Lewis Pratt, okay, with the kids, you know, his kids are all witnessing, he has to be a good role model. So he shoots at the officer Dalbo, he shoots him three times, he hits him in the hip, the back and the chest and the guy dies three days later, or Uh three, like three minutes later. So a police officer is now dead. Shots are being fired everywhere into the crowd. One person who's one bullet went right through somebody's hat, so they didn't die, but their hat was through and through with a bullet. And this old, this guy named, he's 69 years old, a a, a poor retired farmer, Andrew Seltzer, was downtown at City Hall paying his water bill, which if it's anything like today, that would be very expensive. Aaron to run right and he's shot and he dies a couple days later so he's shot and killed and then there's a 41 year old police sergeant named Patrick Clark who didn't have his gun with him he was like inside just hanging out with people and when this happened so he wasn't armed and he ends up trying to tackle James Sharp and James Sharp essentially the officer gets shot in the shoulder and then he gets stabbed with James Sharp's knife in his eye right bam right into his eye survives but is blind in that eye and so an officer because all this is happening outside the police station so it's not like there's not a you know (laughs) there's not a a long wait there's not a response here an officer in the upper floor of city hall bashes out the window at city hall and starts shooting down at the pole and he's a good shot he hits lewis pratt square in the forehead and shoots him twice in the leg they're pretty sure and it's kind of hard, you know. It's not like I read the police report on this. I'm reading articles, so it's very hard to piece together. But we, that's pretty much what it figures happens. Could you to even feel, find
2: a police report from back then if you wanted to go back that far?
1: You could. Um, it's they're not. It's not easy, but yeah. yes, you can. It's it's easier to find prison records than it is to find police reports. Oh, okay. Um, prison records. Like we could. I could talk all day about those. So. Kind of forget there's women and children also with guns. Don't worry, they're shooting too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: they're out there going, they're up for the cause, right? I
1: mean, 100%. But then when they see Lewis Pratt fall to the ground, you know, and one of the daughters did try to grab his gun. They end up, they have to hightail it. So they start running back toward the riverfront to get on the houseboat uh-huh. where their mom is waiting for them. I don't know why she's on there, but she's on there. So the I don't know why she wasn't part of this. So Della Pratt, Louis Pratt's wife. And like I said before, Louis Pratt was shot three times. Um, she is on the houseboat with her eight-year-old son, Dewey and her four-year-old da- daughter named Edna. And there's like 20 officers following them and they surround the riverfront. And the kids actually did get, some of the kids got onto the houseboat. So they were able somehow to get on the houseboat. They capture Melissa. She's probably not a fast runner, is my guess. And so the kids the kids are getting onto the houseboat, including Lulu, 13-year-old. And so as this is all happening, the officers are like, what do we do? Do we fire her? There's kids there. Like, what do you do? And Melissa's got a shotgun. She's ready to go. You know, and then on the houseboat, you have guns still going there. And so Della, the the mother of the children, she, you know, is saying, I won't come out until you free Eve, Melissa. And they're like, mm, no, that's not really negotiable right now. Right. So anyway, the kids untie the skiff that's on the side of the boat and they jump in it. And so they're like, okay, this might be our chance, you know? And uh, Della was trying to, she jumps in the river. It's December. I'm like, oh my God, I can't even imagine how cold that would be. So she jumps into the river and the kids, there was like a cabin that was covered with like tarp because that somebody who slept there, of course, uh-huh. so there a uh-huh. mattress on the ground and Lulu, the 13 year old hides in there with the gunfire. And so the police officers are shooting at the, the skiff and the houseboat trying to sink it. So they're shooting low because they're just going to try to shoot it and, and sink the boat. And unfortunately they caught Lulu and Lulu was shot right in her jaw and she died. And when mom found out, cause they of course capture everybody.
2: Of course. Yeah.
1: So When they, when mom finds out she's got her 11 year old daughter, Mary there and no, no one sheds a tear. And Mary, the 11-year-old who just lost her 13-year-old sister, says, well, she's with God now.
2: She's with God now. Yeah. And and that tells you like, like the, these folks were a little bit different because even if you are as religious as some folks are and as religious as these people claim to have been doing this cult, somebody who's your sister, who's two years older than you, and you're a kid and they die, I would think the reaction would be a heck of a lot different than, well, she's with God now. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and it gets more disturbing with what we find out back in these days when they would be put into the police station, believe it or not, they let reporters into. So the reporters were right there taking down notes on what was happening. They were there when interrogation happened. So uh, when they questioned the children and adults in the jail, uh, Mar- the 11 year old Mary, who I think is really the, she's something special. She <laughs> said, Papa says, this is a free country and we could fi- carry firearms if we wanted to. A policeman is a serpent and he ought to be killed. The constitution mm. gives us that right. What? Wow. So- How yeah. old is this child again? 11. 11, okay. 11. Can't read or write.
2: Right. But knows what the constitution says and what she's able to do because of what dad told her.
1: Right. Yeah. So Lewis Pratt, her father was in the hospital. They amputated his leg. The doctor was like, "He's gonna die." And he too. And by the way, Louis Platt, if you can believe this, he shot square in the head, was still able to talk.
2: Unbelievable.
1: And he shot in the head, still able to talk. And Louis said, "I want to live or die as the Lord wills. The Lord is with me. He guides me." Mm-hmm. And then when he's told his daughter Lulu is dead, he says, "It. It was the Lord's way." And then, I mean, fortunately, fortunately, he died a couple days later. So. Right he's gone. But then what happened to Adam, you know, Adam didn't get arrested. So what happened is in this whole mayhem. And, and I should point out Adam, God wore a very long beard, like Moses style, long hair, which would have been very out of place in 1908. So he, he, he's looking suspicious. So he's, he escapes, he finds a barber shop and he's been injured by the way, he was shot right. in both of his hands. I can't believe out of all the places they shot him in his hands, but whatever. He was shot in both hands. He had three shattered fingers on one hand and a bullet stuck in the other.
2: That's so insane. Has,
1: I know. So he has his hands lodged in his jacket pocket so the barber doesn't see he's bleeding profusely. So he says, give me a, you know, a shave and all of this. And when he asked for the money, he's like, can you take it out of this pocket in my back pocket? Cause he couldn't show his hands. Right. So, you know, when the barber asked what, what's wrong, you know, he goes, oh, i i froze my hands fishing.
2: Right. Which back then, I, I guess people were just a lot more gullible than now, because I would have been like, yeah. you're coming in, your hands are in your pockets. I'm not reaching into your back pocket to grab money. Right.
1: Uh, back then yeah. you could
2: say whatever you wanted and people are like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah. yeah you sounds froze great. your hand while you're fishing. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, yeah, this did not go over well. So, he actually makes it all the way to Olathe. (laughs) I'm going to call it Olathe. Olathe. No, I meant just Olathe. Yeah,
2: Olathe, yes.
1: (laughs) Because Melissa didn't make it, but he did. So, he makes it all the way there, and he's he's found asleep in a haystack. Right. (laughs) Of course. Of course
2: he's in a haystack.
1: And when he's arrested, he says he's sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry. In the meantime, Della and Melissa, so Melissa, the wife of you know, Eve and Della, the follower, who's now a widow and has lost a child now are like, "Hmm, maybe he is a false prophet. Oh, Maybe, maybe. And one thing they believed was that he was immortal, that he would never die. And so that means he can't be injured. And so when they see him injured, they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So slowly, unfortunately, Melissa, AKA Eve, starts believing her husband again so the minute he gets back around he's arrested and there she's charged and arrested too they're all arrested the kids were arrested but slowly but surely they just started releasing everybody mm-hmm. which is really disturbing
2: the way that i i kind of figured it out was like they they went to jail and basically these people basically said "Hey, eh, we're sorry for what we did we will never do it again and the police were like okay fair enough let you go well-
1: Women and children are still the innocents. And yeah. this point in history, too, is women are innocent. And, and I'm sure they said, oh, these women have just been brainwashed. You know, I mean, it has to be brainwashing. And, you know, and and, and probably in, in some sorts it is, but I don't think Melissa was so in, innocent at all. Right. Willie Ingnell, he comes up again and he was 19 at the time. I verified this a couple of times. They released him and he was just as guilty with these guys, but he also lied about his age. So he was underage, according to the papers. I'm like, no, he wasn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) smart move, though, you know, so he ends up working on a farm south and he won't leave. He's visiting Melissa in jail until she gets released. So he's still in it to win it, you know, and uh, in May 1909, the only person to stand trial is James Sharp, Adam God himself. And he holds a Bible on his lap and Melissa, Melissa's with him the whole time. And he's, he's charged with murder of the police officer, nothing else, by Mm -hmm. the way. Right. This would be a federal crime today. (laughs) Like, no doubt. Oh God. Uh,
2: Yes. You're, you're gone for life. If you do something like this today.
1: I know he's sentenced to 25 years. Right. At, in Jeff city,
2: which is stunning to me back then you murdered somebody, you murdered a police officer and you're only sentenced to 25 years in jail.
1: And they were still hanging people at this point. Oh, wow. I mean, like that, the execution was hanging electrocution Mm -hmm. was new. So the fact that like this happened and he was able to spare his life. I mean, he must be very convincing. I don't know. He also said he'd never preach again. Okay, so Melissa, she says that she's going to have to just wait that 25 years. And I'll she's wait it out. Her husband, all the way to Jeff City, where she lived in a shack by the jail, made some money by washing. Mm. And uh, Della, you know, we can't forget about Della and her her children, who've been right. literally brainwashed. Della stays in Kansas City for several years. Her kids marry. They live in the area. Um, her daughters marry. Um, she lives with them. So, you know, you think, okay, this is over. At least Della, the kids turned out okay. Everything's going to be fine and, you know, whatever. But Melissa is too busy down in Jeff City. Well, he, if you can believe this, he's released in 1923, served 14 years got off on the rest for good behavior
2: I mean the the other and then never charged with the with the other murders None of them. I mean there were there were other Not murders right. and n- nothing like 14 years the guy did for for murdering people and then got out like nothing ever happened and went on to basically live a, a normal life a norm- afterwards a very long- could have normal lived a life. normal
1: life <laughs> could have lived yeah, yeah. And, and you would think that's the end of the story and that's what most people would be like oh we got you know that's the end he sentenced and you don't look into it further than that. I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna figure out what happened to this dude. Like, you know, he didn't just stop. No, <laughs> like, no, 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 So in 1926, he's, or I should say it by 1924, he's in Clinton, Missouri. I'm like, this is all making sense. He's in Clinton, Missouri. And, but I was really surprised when he makes the headlines because he says he's gonna be moving and they're gonna go homestead in Colorado. I'm like, oh God, this is sounding oddly familiar. And mm-hmm. with them was Della, Della and one of her daughters i don't know which one but i'm guessing mary because right. mary never married i know mary never married so i'm guessing mary was the one that was still you know straight as can be with this cult so i then they disappear and, and two years later in 1926 they're living in joplin you know and he's making a liver uh, living as a junker mm-hmm. and they live in an abandoned mine pit in a hut well, and i yeah. was like This is sounding better. This makes sense to me. And they had spent some time on the Missouri River again, too, but they decided they weren't going to preach anymore. That's what they said. And so, you know, you got to remember it turns out that he wasn't done preaching. He had been arrested for creeping out um, some kids in a school at one point. And by 1931, it became very clear he wasn't done preaching because he said he could raise the dead and that he would never die. Mm -hmm. And then he also is now street preaching in Joplin, and he becomes known for dancing a jig while he's preaching. I don't know what that would look like <laughs> <laughs> and by the way for anybody listening you got to look up my article because you can see some pictures of these I, i'm looking at the picture clothes. right now and i'm thinking <laughs> about this guy
2: dancing in the streets right now for everybody and he's
1: old at this point he's in his 80s yeah so anyway so they end up in in you know he said he was done he wasn't and then i was really surprised i thought Della, she made it out you know like mm-hmm. kids Ended up having kids and I, you know, and just to say that they, I think they turned out normal. Everything looked kosher on that end. I was a little surprised to realize by 1935, not only did Della leave her family behind and move to Joplin, she also moved behind or her, left her family behind to move in next door, next door. to Adam and Eve. So she's in it for the long haul. Yes, she is. So, yeah, unfortunately. So he ends, he's still preaching on the streets of Joplin. He called himself the Reverend. So I guess he wasn't an Adam anymore at that point. But I love this. He was dancing on the street, preaching. And in 1946, in the middle of a jig, he dies of a heart attack.
2: Dies of a heart attack.
1: 89 years old.
2: Which in and of itself, I mean, says a lot for the time. I mean, if if you're in 1946 and you lived 89 years, people are probably looking at you like maybe you are the second coming because who was living to 89 back then?
1: I know, and he lived like a hard life. Oh, yeah. I don't, and you know, because we have pictures of him. There aren't very many, but I was able to locate some. It was not easy to find, but he looked old. 25 years before this <laughs> well, yeah he,
2: it's not like he was living a posh lifestyle at 55th and ward parkway or something this guy was living in huts and hay bales and and mine and shafts and dirt and jail and he lived to 89 years old i gotta be honest this guy's 89 i think maybe he is maybe he is the second coming maybe he really is adam i mean how could you live this long and live the life of shot in the hands a number of times I know. Like,
1: well and what's interesting he you know one of the things that he made the headlines when he died because you know what and i love the quip it was like turns out he's not immortal after all. (laughs) But you know, what's interesting as I'm looking at it, no kids are mentioned.
0: Yeah.
1: So Lee, I do, I can say this and I I don't know about the other kid, but Lee, who was, was at one point the best preacher in the whole wide world at 11 years old, he did not, he was not involved in the Adam God riot in Kansas city. He was, he was living somewhere else. And I don't think he ever step foot back in Missouri or Oklahoma he ended up dying in the 1970s out in California so he and, and had a family and didn't change his name or anything but in general like and there's but there's no mention of him in the obituary that tells me everything I need to know so Melissa Della both widows now living in Joplin okay and living next door to each other for many years because you know 1946 is when Adam passed away aka you know James mm-hmm. Sharp and I thought oh that's got to be the end no 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 when I was tracking Willie our epileptic guy who lied about his age so he didn't get charged with anything Willie had moved out to Seattle and all of a sudden by oh you know the 1950s he moved to Joplin and was living by these girls. I'm like, oh my God, the oh. cult survived all of these years. I can't believe it. So Melissa dies, if you can believe this, at 95 years old.
2: Again, insane. In, you got in to think they're the
1: second coming, right? No, I, extremely lucky on age. Or maybe put here <laughs> to teach us a really good lesson. Yeah, 1966, maybe. she dies at 95. And one year later, Della, next door neighbor, cult leader cult fantastico with her children and everything else and her dead husband in Kansas City who shot three times dies at 90 a year later
2: amazing (laughs) 89 95 and 90
1: yep neither of their deaths were mentioned in the paper I was really hoping there'd be something just nothing but I mean it doesn't even matter like it's mind-boggling that this actually happened this actually happened